Hello and welcome to another episode of Afrolog. It's your host Oi in the Hize. And we have Bethina. Hello. And we have Kevin, who you uh, heard for the first time on the show. Hi, everyone. Uh, I hope we're all doing good. Uh, today, we wanted to discuss something very um, interesting, I think. Uh, it's about sex tourism uh, in the Gambia. And it's something that went around social media recently because there was a lot of outrage and a lot of people were coming from the angle of, oh, when it's men, why is it called sex tourism when it's really just prostitution and blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, sex tourism is an actual thing. It happens to women and it happens to men. It's the whole point is just like... And it's not just in the Gambia. Exactly. It happens in the Caribbean. Philippines. The Philippines. Exactly. Thailand. Basically anywhere where poor people are and English, what Westerners can afford, have the means to enter the country and do a madness. Exactly. (laughs) And so for a country that doesn't actually have that many... um, Tourist attractions. I mean, mm. it has great beaches, so I've heard. So they've utilized their resources. They're utilizing <laughs> their penal resources. Oh my God. <laughs> See, I was thinking if I didn't say, but oh, you had to go there. That's nasty. <laughs> Do you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> Apologies if I made you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> is, it, is it too vulgar? Gotta say your truth. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I actually really love the Irish accent. I love oh it. Oh my god! It's like gotta say the truth. I love it. I love it. Inject it in my veins. Oh my god! Oh, why are you so basic? I, wow, the shade, the shade of it all. Oh my god! Wow, it is called basic. I'm joking. I'm joking. You're not How basic, girl. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts, guys. What you think about it was about the situation that's going on in the Gambia. I think, yeah. First of all. This whole Mandingo thing, like I just don't understand because I was watching this weird documentary about how um, old white women go to Jamaica as well. Mm. And that fetish of black men, I don't know, it's just so weird and so strange. Like, mm. I feel like the problem is black women have talked too much about the strength of black men. Hello, I haven't. <laughs> you should more. Hello. <laughs> Okay, next episode. No, nah, the strength of black men in yeah. the other room, as my president would say. Wait, in the other room. Ella, the we're other growing, room. man. Just say what it is or what it ain't. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. In the other room. Okay, yeah. we're going to keep it PG-13. Okay. Mm. okay, knocking boots. And, and I feel like, even actually, no, it's not actually not just because of white women. I, I'm sorry, black women talking about it. I think it's just over the years, um, to be point blank honest, white people have always seen black bodies for their yeah. pleasure, for their use. Sarah either, Bartman, that whole e- exactly either women. either through labor, mm. either for labor rather, or just for pleasure, mm. and that's the situation that's happening. Col- colonialism, legally, technically, has ended, but their access to black bodies, they can still buy it with money, and I think that's what the situation is right now. The only man in the room. <laughs> your, um, your counterpart. I think people in those countries, as much as, as I would like them to have another source of livelihood, they see that as an easy source of livelihood mm. because their countries don't have as much... Um, 
as much resources as the countries where these people are coming from. Mm. So they see Margaret coming down the beach. They don't see Margaret, they see a visa (laughs) in the form of Margaret. They they see Margaret coming down the beach. They see a possibility of getting out of their situation. Mm. They see that they don't even have to chase Margaret and uh, Annalise. They're... (laughs) They're coming for them yeah. and they're just doing what is easy for, for them to escape their situation. Mm. It's not something I would condone, but like when you're in that situation, when you're not in that situation, it's very easy to speak or, you know, like, oh, that's wrong. Mm. But when you are in that situation, then... You know, what What can you do? If they do have other sources of livelihood, it would be best for them to pursue that. But, you know, Africa, people are hustling. And and well, just- there's also a question of choice. I feel like we have this attitude towards sex workers that they're, they're all forced into it. Mm, yeah. But the truth is, some people are not. Some people enjoy it. They see it as a way of income that they're proud of and that they choose to do so. It's true because the guys in the documentary that I was watching, they were actually living their best lives. Like these women were paying for jet skis or paying for all of the things that they were doing. Mm. Their male companion. Yeah. Exactly. That's, 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 <laughs> was getting that, to gigolos. That, that, I just think, where's the government? Like, what's their role in all of this? Because like... Well, We're the- talking about it in terms of you're having a nice holiday with Margaret, da, 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 da. <laughs> but like we do need to think about like when they're what? messing with little kids, like because okay. you, you're privileged, you're coming from an, a place of privilege, and you have money and mm. you can do as you please. Mm. Is there like should Regulation there be in intervention? I think the way the yeah. because white what? men in Africa and in Asia, old white men, like I, I'm sorry, I don't trust it. If it's if when it comes to that, when it comes to something that is illegal, like mm. children, that shouldn't be encouraged. But I think when it comes to a 70-year-old woman um, getting with a 27-year-old uh, man... It's more likely I th- 21. I, I think the government don't really care <laughs> yeah. because every party is kind of enjoying themselves. <laughs> One party is going on jet ski ride and maybe a potential <laughs> visa. The other party is feeling like they are valued and, you know, they they, they want to feel like... You alive. Know, alive. <laughs> and then the government is getting tourism uh, cash from it. So the government, they're thinking, okay, so why? The only thing is that you don't want your country to be no to have that stigma mm. when it comes to as known as that place. Please. So it like, used to what, be. What, is it you, Thailand or Philippines that you no, think no, no, of? No, no. Thailand, Thailand used is to, making bank. No, no, no. It. Thailand used to be known. They've they've cracked down on it. It still goes on, obviously, but they've especially cracked down on older white Actually, men yeah, going right. for a very young uh, Thai women they've cracked and down on that it's not just Thai women it's, it's also Thai lady boys yeah mm. they've they've Thailand has tried to clean up that they've really tried so like these days even though it's, elephants I think of like elephants and that yeah even though it does linger, but Thailand, when I think of Thailand, I think of nice landscape, jungles, mm, elephants. They have now. revamped the image, So they have right. re- revamped the image. I remember I was speaking to uh, this half Thai, half English girl. And um, she said, uh, I think she mentioned Thailand. And then she asked people, what do they think of when they think of Thailand? And then people mentioned, you know, the stereotypical stuff. And she said that she found it really sad that that's what people think of when they think of Thailand. So the, 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 the other side of it is like Gambia, so when 
they don't want to only be known as this. If they want to grow the tourist infrastructure, they should be more focusing on being a, a beach vacation mm. or being, you know, uh, a winter getaway or even a party, a party country. Yeah. They, they don't like, you know, like Ibiza or whatever. That's what Accra is becoming now. Yeah. Yeah, so, Accra, definitely. Whoever's in charge of image and PR and all of that, well done. <laughs> so, From time Hollywood is talking about it. They're mm. saying something. The, the one thing with Ghana, I just hope, like, it's one thing to have, you know, clout and like mm. image and PR. It's one but thing to you, execute. You have to execute and you have to build up on it. So yep. this year, this year in Ghana is called the year of return. Yeah. So after this year, what Me they too, got, I'm returning what's, guys. What's gonna, what, what's going to happen next? Are they going to, they have to build on their infrastructure. Mm. You can't just use, you know, um, Afro, Afro nation this year in Ghana and the mm. year of return. And that's it. Mm. If, if Ghana really wants, because they have a, Ghana can be a very big tourism. Of course. Yeah. They've, Ghana is more welcoming to African Americans mm-hmm. than Nigeria. Yep. They even have this law. I forgot it, but it's. I think it allows African Americans uh, to naturalize. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Yep. So Ghana, when it comes to West West Africa, compared to the rest of Africa, doesn't. It's not as scenically. It doesn't have as much scenic attraction. But you know that bothers me. So. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I can speak for Nigeria, and we have a lot of natural scenery. But like, but it's wh- just not wh- being promoted properly Maybe. or taken care of. Properly. Do you guys have beaches? Like, yeah, we have beaches. But when I see be- what like there's beaches and then there's beaches. Like when I see when I see wildlife in Nigeria, like the the, the, oh, lion, wildlife the, in Nigeria. the, the lions in Nigeria are hungry. <laughs> like <laughs> they're, they're they're dining nice on they're dining on lizards. Like they're skinny. Oh, but then I see like Kenyan and Tanzanian lions, <laughs> and they just they're just regal. And then I see beaches in like Zanzibar, the ocean is blue. And then I see beaches in Lagos, the ocean is like, uh. <laughs> the ocean is like, I'm going to skip here. So like, you're, you're really it, selling the place. No, depends, no, but the thing is that, the thing, go, sure. but like, West I'm Af- sorry. West Africa's, West Africa's selling point. See, East Africa and Southern Africa's selling point is their natural beauty and, you know, the scene and their wildlife. West African selling point is the culture. Mm. People want, I've met so many people that want to go to Lagos. And I'm always confused because I'm but like, I like that because like no, Africa shouldn't just be about oh there's the sandy part and then there's I, the jungle that. part. Do you get me? <laughs> like look at UAE, yeah. Oman has mountains, it has beaches, it has whatever, but everybody wants to go to the popping spot. And I like the fact that that's no, when I didn't, music I didn't, of I didn't Lagos. Say it was, I didn't say it was bad. I like yeah. because I did a tourism thread on Twitter to actually mm. showcase that because like North Africa has the development in the history, then mm. East and South have like the wildlife and the scenery. Then you have like places like Zanzibar, Madagascar that has the beaches and stuff and mm. Cape Verde. So West Africa's selling point, which I think it should delve into this, it's its people, its festivals and its cities. Mm. Nigeria's selling point, if Nigeria was a serious uh, country, would be Lagos, Abuja, partying, Party. festivals. And I like people that. I like that you're thinking come of to Africa. Nigeria yeah, yeah. Because Nigeria and you're not thinking is, jungle. Is, you're thinking popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that shit. So, so like Nigeria would be the place people would be going to for like nightlife. Nigeria would be the... It already is the popping place. My boss, yeah. like the head, like the CEO yeah. of my company... Loves the nightlife in Lagos. There you go. Like, and I he, like that so I mean, much, he has man. his people. Yeah. Like, he's in Lagos. He knows that person. He knows that person. Yeah. He's going to Fela's Shrine today. He's going to Shiro tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Not, I want to go and see Lion King or I want to so, go and see so, the desert. What the fuck? So, f- so that, for man? me, I don't think. Um, the fact that West Africa doesn't really have wildlife or doesn't even have like mountains and lakes like that, it's. I don't think it's a bad thing because 
we do have we have a lot of we clout. Have other things. We have yeah, clout. Yeah, yeah. West Africa has clout. Whether it's yeah. Ghana, Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Mali, yeah, there's a lot. People want to go there to have fun, mm. and I think that should be what. I don't know about Mali. Well, no Mali. Yeah, <laughs> when he said that, I was no, 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 <laughs> no. That's because you're in, you're you're in England. When you go to France, so Mali Mali people and Congolese people, they're the happening people there. Uh, yeah, for, because Mali is a French speaking. When you yeah. go to France, the whole dynamics is different. Mm, in England, the you know, dynamic is different. In in England, Nigeria is the popular one. Yeah, in France, yeah. Congolese, Congolese, Ivory Coast, mm, Mali. They, yeah. They're the people that run that. Mm. So when I say Mali, you might be thinking, oh, but like <laughs> over there, Malians, they're the ones, they're the ones running stuff. So yeah. yeah so I, I think when it comes to Gambia, they just have to think like, you know, do does Long do they time. just want this to be the selling point or let they should try to develop it, you know, mm. to something more. Be a beach vacation. Be mm. a, you know. It doesn't have to be I know be people who go to, who've who gone to Gambia for their honeymoon and it was mm. really nice. Like, they do have nice beaches. beaches it's yeah. just not, like, that popular. Yeah. And also, one thing I was going to point out is there's a public health issue here at hand because mm, it's, all, it's all well and good going to have sex because yeah, um, whether or not people it. choose it. But do these men or women, who mm. I'm pretty sure there are also women in the industry, mm. um, do, what access do they have to healthcare yeah. to ensure Sexual that they're being exactly to ensure that they're being protected from the kind of diseases these people are bringing yeah, especially if true. not to say like oh we're all backwards and all that kind of shit but especially if your um, culture is very like oh that's taboo to like talk about and stuff exactly it's a big thing and I was reading up today on Senegal so the Senegalese government actually is the only sorry Senegal is the only country in mm. Africa that prostitution is legal mm. but you have to register mm. as a prostitute with the police Sen- yeah. Sen- yeah. with the police with the police so that's where there's a huge issue you have an identity card yeah. your name is put into a database oh my God. so for example if you have any issues yeah. and whatnot, yeah. say for example a client rapes you yeah. you can go to the police and mm. like Senegal, I can't Senegal, talk about Senegal. Senegal is low key one of the most progressive countries, um, West yeah, African yeah. countries. Yeah. They, they, if you look at the corruption index, they're very low in mm. corruption, and they're just very, they're very, they're, they've go behind the radar a lot. But they're when you speak about, you know, Rwanda gets a lot of attention these days, and everybody knows Namibia and Botswana are quite, you know, they've done quite well for themselves. But Senegal are one to watch. So that's just an example of. But but the thing is, it's not just. I mean, registration isn't. It has its issues in 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 Senegal, for example, being registered as a prostitute. Because it's one thing to legalize prostitution; it's another thing to make it societally acceptable. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. a lot of times, these people face issues from their family members. And even the People police, the even the police take advantage of them. You want to register as a sexual as, as a prostitute? I okay, can imagine that. Show happening. me your skills now, it, like it, you know, yeah, because like, that was actually going to be my point. Like I don't know about Senegalese police officers, but from what I know of Tanzanian officers, mm. that's not something that doesn't. You don't want that to be your first point of contact, like exactly a police officer, exactly who hasn't gone. Like you know, here you go through sensitivity training, mm. so you know Bob down the road. Yeah, when he's talking to a prostitute who's encountered an attack 
it's going to be very different to how a Tanzanian police officer is going to handle that whole situation. Exactly. So that whole experience for me would be daunting. Would be, it it yeah. is very daunting. And there's been a lot of talk about it that it's okay. Yeah, make it legal and whatnot. But are you putting protections in place to ensure that these police officers or whoever is in charge is not um, abusing their power against prostitutes? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also the issue of... Um, I was going to... Oh, shoot. It just skipped my head. But anyway... There's a public health issue when it comes to sex tourism and whatnot. And I feel like even if the Gambia or whatever else in Africa is going to make it legal, they need to put measures in place to make sure that like diseases aren't like running wild Mm -hmm. because there's that potential for it to happen. Um, So, yeah. So our next topic, and this is sort of something that we decided sort of on the fly is on something that I came across recently on the um, caste system that apparently exists in the Igbo community in Nigeria. And so there's a system where basically some people are the freeborn, some as born are perceived to be born as slaves, and some are perceived to be born as slaves to deities. So it's a situation where before I would say um, monotheistic religion came into the country, within the Igbo community, that was kind of rife. And it went on for rife, generations. Rife, you're saying it like it's... Rife, yeah, because it, it happened for generations okay. upon generations before uh, religions like Christianity and whatnot came into place. We kind of like watered down the situation. The thing that I don't, to be honest, I don't, I've not really heard too much about the caste system. I know it exists. I think my parents told me about it before, but I think they told me like it doesn't really happen that much. They just told me that there used to be a, like a caste system in Igbo land. I know from the kingdom that Igbo people descend from, the kingdom of Nri, I know one of the big things about that kingdom was that slavery was forbidding. Mm. So um, it was actually like people... People who were slaves from other like uh, Nigerian kingdoms, if they entered Nri, they were like free from slavery because our leader, um, the Ezra Nri, like we didn't practice slavery. That was a big thing with Igbo culture. So it's I find it very strange. So that where did the the other where did the caste system come from? Then that's the thing. Um, I I I don't know. Like uh, I've not heard much of it. But clearly it, it exists if um people are, you know, speaking up against it. I don't think it's such a big, I, not a big deal, but I don't think it's such a big thing in modern day Igbo um, society. So Maybe, in terms of like marriages and stuff. No, it's not. I don't think it's a big thing because I've, I've hardly heard, I, I know Igbo people. I thought if you ask, if there's 10 Igbo people here and if you told them, do they know anything about the caste system? I can guarantee like, most would not. So it's not something that's widely known or widespread or anything. It might be something that still goes on in some villages. Mm. This is what I think. In some villages in rural Nigeria, Mm. it might be something that, because villages are where a lot of the traditional, you know, mindsets still, you know, are still there Mm. because people who were there before, well, people who were there when when colonization occurred and before it are still low-key present. Mm. So they used to have that traditional mindset, but it's not something that is 
really that widespread in Igbo community because it's not something I hear about a lot. But if it is there, I do think it has no place to be there mm. because when not when see a lot of people think you should just keep tradition because it's tradition. Mm. Somebody said tradition is just peer pressure from old people. Yeah. So <laughs> So, I 100% agree. So not all tradition is there to be kept. Humans have to use their common sense. Like, yeah. you, I, And Africans should be open to discussion and, and dialogue. Like mm. sometimes you're scared to even talk to like your family member about certain traditions because it's like, oh, we had to, we did this for, yeah. this is the way it's done. Yeah? So what, why is it done uh, this done way? This way. Oh. It's crazy <laughs> because like there was this Nollywood movie I watched recently. It was about a Yoruba prince wanting to marry an Igbo girl and mm. there was a whole issue and then mm. they both ended up Killing both children, both families, killing both children. Whatever. Anyway, so it was like the end of the movie. Something was said. It was like tradition was made. No, people. What was it? Oh, it was like tradition was made for people. Mm -hmm. People were not made for tradition, tradition. Mm -hmm. and so that means that the onus is on people to keep evolving and to keep yeah. changing, and questioning. And keep don't be static. How are you like, shutting down questions from your younger, like, family People, members? yeah. Like, things people did 1,000 years ago is not going to be the same as... If, in fact, things people did 50 years ago. Yeah. Why, why are we even going 1,000? It's not going to be the same as what people do now. Society change. Yeah. You have to change with society. So, like, if that caste system mm. exists, it's it should not exist anymore. Yeah. Because we're not in that times anymore. And so. you, you brought up an interesting point about religion. And I just wanted you to just kind of, like, talk, touch on that. Because I think in terms of, like, religion, mm. the way it's being practiced in mm. the country and how it sort of relates to how the caste system has been watered down. I think a lot of um, religion, both traditional and modern day religion in Nigeria, not even Nigeria, in a lot of places, but I'll focus on there because that's uh that's the country that we're most familiar with. Okay, if you want to speak in Tanzania. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but um a lot of religions there are corrupted. So the native religion there has been corrupted, mm. both due to the way Europeans portrayed it. Mm. You know, they celebrate the Greeks. You know the Greek, the Greek deities, you know the the nasty stuff they were doing mm. to to humans. Mm. But they celebrate Greek mythology. They celebrate Celtic um mythology, even though Celtic people used to, you know, do sacrifices. They celebrate Norse mythology. Mm. But when it comes to African um um cosmology, they 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 first of all they paint it as just one monolithic religion from Senegal to Swaziland they paint they think we all have the same Gods. monolithic mm. religion and from each tribe Yoruba people their religion is different from Igbo people and we don't we, we're, we're very close together but we believed in different things the Yorubas mm. believed in like their own deities mm -hmm. so like first of all the way Europeans portrayed our religion or our old religion I don't think is good. And I think nowadays people use that old religions not in the way they should. They're intended to. Yeah. They, That's why there's be, such because, negativity around it. Exactly. Because back in those days, the old religions were were very similar to um, you know, it was like, you know, people 
worship the earth and mm. the sun and, and fire. you know it was very nature it was kind of like that's kind of like uh very natural mm. so that's why i refer to it as cosmology and that's how a lot of people refer to it now that a lot of us we don't worship the old religions and i don't think we have to mm. because we weren't born into it we don't have to but at the same time i don't think they should be just viewed as oh like those things <clears throat> Were, were awful and were bad and you know <coughs> Africans how could we have been doing that Africans we like Africans did worship those things they were mm. part of African culture mm. so we should view those past religions how they view Greek mythology mm. yeah. how they view Celtic mythology how they view um, Tor and you know the Norse we should just view it as something that was in our religion mm. you know we can understand it we don't have to worship those deities anymore we can just view it as a mythology so to modern day religions <coughs> sorry one second I think I was going to ask yeah oh no I was going to say when it comes to Africa I think it will always be like I read this article it's, it's from <coughs> ages ago Conrad I think he named it like the land of darkness. Mm. I think whatever we do, they'll just always see it as that dark continent. continent. Like, and just... it infuriates me. Yeah. Like when it comes to food, when it comes to religion, when yeah. it comes to our history, like it's so rich and it's it will never be looked at the way, like apart from like maybe Egyptian mythology, but like everything else will never be looked at with that same like... Exactly. Yeah, or like with the way they put it on a pedestal with other nations. And I, I think it's, it a, nar- like that it's a narrative us Africans have to change ourselves. Because it's true, yeah, right. Africans view... And I think it's also... I think the reason why... We see everything Africans, as waywards and backwards. Yeah. And I I think the way the religions, the traditional religions are being used now doesn't help mm. because people can view something as, you know, good when people are not using it for something other like otherwise so and yeah. and i think we should be very explicit with that because you have issues of ritual killings mm. and you have issues for example i know in tanzania of killing albino yeah. yeah that you know? isn't that's in, that's in, but again yeah we do need to bring up poverty miseducation like when you have nothing things like okay this albino's finger is gonna make me a billionaire like mm. i don't know we can't mm. just look at it as artists mm. backwards africans like mm. there's an underlying we, we were ripped apart we were put upside down and then they just dumped us and ran off to their western countries <coughs> we did what we had to do kind of thing i hate to say it like that but that's literally because at the end of the day if you're looking for the reason why you're in your situation mm. you look for the thing that's most alien from you mm. and say that that's and the different. cause of your problem yeah mm. Mm. And it, it, imagine just having an albino baby, and just they're like, "What's the? I don't know." A lot of education, a lot. Yeah, of education, I, I think if people unlearning, if people were educated, if people had resources, nobody has time to be doing all of this. Mm. Like nobody had people, and that's why modern day religions can also take advantage of people. So you hear a lot of like pastors, you know, taking advantage of the women in the church, mm. and because people are so desperate. Mm. People are so desperate. Their their kid is just, you know, so they might have a situation at home. They don't have the resources. So they, 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 they almost worship the pastors instead of the religion they're meant to follow. Mm. They worship pastors. And one thing with Africans, when you treat Africans like deities, when you give them so much power, mm. power corrupts African people. No. Just African people. Everyone, yeah, because a lot of the things you're saying happen here as well. And this, I don't like chat at like it's some little like. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care about like what happened here because 
they have fixed the issue mostly. They haven't. They but haven't. They, they have though. Uh, have you... You know that children are still getting raped. No, I'm talking uh, about... Uh, I'm nuns talking, nuns I'm are getting raped ab- as well. I'm talking about in Pastors, terms of... Pastors, priests, they have free reign. And the Pope sits there and does nothing. I don't think it's like that. I it's think, not like that? No, in the past it was like that. In Ireland, it's in, a bit yeah, no, 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 right no, 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 no. In Ireland, it used to be like that. Not like that anymore. Oh. Because mm-hmm. we, in Ireland, they taught us that history when the Public priest, inquiries are still ongoing. You do know that, Yeah, right? that's public A lot inquiry. of politicians... Half of it hasn't even been on surface. That's public inquiries on what happened in the past. Yeah, the but priests are no uh, longer doing hello, that. Hello, what happened in the past? Most of those people still have money, still have privilege, still have access to but young, it, the impressionable though, people. But the thing though, it's not okay. Power corrupts absolutely if you yeah. give people power or everywhere. Yeah, but. We're speaking on Africa here. Okay, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, when people talk about Africa, they try and act like these things don't happen elsewhere as well. Like, it just infuriates me a little bit. Uh, that, that's fair enough, but because uh, we're speaking on Africa, I can okay. only I can only speak <laughs> on that for this episode. And I think right. with a lot of modern religions, mm. um, I don't. There's just a gullibility, and mm. I think that gullibility comes with desperation. Mm. People are desperate. What? Whichever religion it is, people are just desperate. I do, and uh, yeah, I think that's that. That 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 is what allows a lot of questionable people to get away with a lot of things. The issue is there's so much because you have politicians who are bad. Then you have religious leaders who are bad. It's like, like where do you go? Where do you, yeah. where do you find solace? Where do you Honestly. start? Sometimes I, I wish there was just a reset button because like <laughs> you just don't know where to start. No, with I the get place. you. Religion is the opium of the people, and Africans love to take that drug. Oh away. yeah, and it's made We're some people so it. docile. Yeah, it's made people so. Um, and the anger disappears. They're, they're, mm. So when June like uh, the transatlantic trade, so um, when some Igbo people were captured. Um, they committed suicide because they would rather be dead than be slaves. Yeah. yeah, and the 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 reason they did that is because uh, reincarnation was something that exists in Igbo religion. Mm. So they felt they were gonna come back anyway. Mm. So there was not that um, fear of death. Mm. But when modern religion came, I was like, suicide is bad. And the the Christianity they gave to black people, you know, they removed a lot of. There was like a slave Bible mm. where they removed a lot of like. Um, Part, think, parts of the Bible that talked about, you know, fighting your oppressors. Mm. They removed those parts, but they left all the stuff to do with slavery. Mm. So it made Africans or... I didn't I didn't know that. They did. Yeah, an Afri- one of my um, friends was telling me about it. They did this to make black people docile because when black people had their traditional beliefs, they weren't afraid of dying. But when they gave them the corrupted uh, version of their the white man's religion or the Western's religion, it made Africans very docile. Nobody wanted to die anymore. Suicide was seen as bad. People didn't want to go against their masters because they thought it was against the book. Mm. So religion has made... as much, I, I, like, I like true religion. I like the true Christianity, the morality it preaches. Mm-hmm. I don't like corrupt versions of any religion. And I feel with Africa... The, all of the religions there, from traditional to modern, a lot of them are have been corrupted. Mm. That's, so that's, that's, that's a very interesting conversation. And I feel like we could probably like go on and discuss more on it. And it'll, yeah. it's probably something that we'll probably bring up again in, a, in another episode. But I think for today, 
we will wrap it up there. Any last words? Any final words? No? Mm -hmm. All right. So I think it's been great hanging. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I wish, well, actually, I don't wish, because if people could see me right now, yeah. Yeah, I can't lie. Finest hour. (laughs) It hasn't been my finest hour. But you're carrying it well. Yeah, it's all good. Um, I am actually competing in Miss Africa. Great like small Britain. plug. Okay. So by the time this podcast actually goes up, the results would have already been announced. So we'll know whether or not I win. <laughs> Fingers crossed. You got this. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's been hectic. But thank you so much, guys, for listening to this. And we hope we'll catch you in our next episode. This is Afrolog. <laughs>